and welcome back to the Fit Life Formula podcast. My name is Brian Sippets. I'm the founder and CEO of Advantage Strength in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At Advantage Strength, we help people between the ages of 35 and 65 to live more, play more, and feel strong so that they can be active with their family and friends and keep doing the things that they love to do. This is episode 48 of the Fit Life Formula podcast, and given that we are approaching the end of the uh, shutdown for the coronavirus here, and as we are, we are recording this on June 24th, uh, unbelievably, we've been closed since uh, March 16th, and so we are over the three-month mark now, um, and a lot of things have have happened in that time, but we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here. We are actually going to be open uh, tomorrow, and gyms across the state of Michigan can can open, and gyms in other states are starting to open as well. Um, and we're seeing some, you know, some significant changes in the way things are operating. We're seeing some significant, um, I would say, concern of of people. Like, is it okay to go back to the gym? Uh, and so we're going to talk today about how to safely do that and maybe why it's even worth taking the risk um, and the things that you need to think about before going back to the gym. And so, um, you know, obviously the Fit Life Formula, the Fit Life Formula is three days a week of something you love to do, which during this pandemic, you've had plenty of time to do. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have done a great job getting outside. A lot of people have get, gotten back to running and walking and hiking and all of those great things that happen outdoors, which is fantastic. And um, so so people have gotten back to at least some of the things that they like to do, assuming they like those those uh, activities. It's been tougher if, uh, if a sport is your thing. It's been much tougher, especially any kind of team sport, to do the things that you love to do. But, you know, Sometimes gardening, bettering your, uh, bettering your yard, doing some yard work that's fulfilling for you. All of that kind of movement is, is I, I think, over this pandemic has been fairly easy for people to do. I know our house is in the best shape it's been in in probably 10 years. So we're definitely taking advantage of the time. Uh, so three days a week of something you love to do. Two days a week of strength training. I think during the pandemic, during the uh, lockdown, this has suffered. Uh, mostly because people don't really have access to heavy weights or heavy things that they can use at their house so that they continue so that they can continue to build strength. Uh, you know, with our members, we did the best we could. Uh, we, we rented out our equipment or we loaned out our equipment to all of our members. And um, so we've, we've called that back in now that our youth, youth uh, programs have gotten going again. But, um, you know, for a while there, you're, you're, you're sort of limited based on what you have at home. So the, the two days a week of strength training, I think, kind of lagged behind. And, and then the one workout that just sucks, you know, that uh, people may or may not have been doing that. I, I think uh, a workout that sucks could just as easily be a set of hill sprints um, as it could be a circuit class in the gym. So, um, you know, that that is like a personal preference thing, I guess. If people like uh, prefer to run intervals outside, then... I think that probably got done during this lockdown. Uh, and if not, you know, I think it's the people thriving on the energy of a class or, you know, the equipment that a, a gym has or a, a gym can provide and all of that. So I'm not sure where you are in terms of your fit life formula, but uh, this is a good time to take stock and figure out, you know, what what part might be missing or what part you can improve upon now that businesses are starting to reopen again 
And particularly here in Michigan, gyms will be open on the 25th of June. So uh, we look forward to starting our classes again, obviously with lots of precautions in place. And so what I wanted to talk about today was how to stay safe when you get back to the gym, the, the five steps that you can take to minimize your risk at, at the gym and get back to, you know, get back to that strength training, get back to using weights, get back to using the equipment that the gym can provide. And I'll start off by saying, first of all, that I am not a medical expert, but I do read as much as I can, um, you know, any article that comes out about gyms and, and safety precautions and protocols and um, any executive orders talking about what we need to do to safeguard our, our facilities. Uh, I am reading those and I'm going to share today just kind of what I've, what I've cataloged, I guess, out of all of those, out of all of those articles. And so um, first thing you might want to con- consider is what kind of gym you're going to. And I think it's, it's tough to, bra- to bucket all gyms in under the heading of gym because there's, there's big box gyms, there's big health clubs, uh, you know, where uh, this is, I think, what people picture when they picture the gym is, you know, you walk, you look out over the floor and there's, you know, 50 weightlifting machines, like with the stacks of weights and maybe some free weights over in the corner and, um, you know, equipment that everybody comes and uses and shares um, with maybe, maybe they have some classes, maybe they don't. But uh, for the most part, I think people picture gyms as just a place where you go to use some equipment. Unfortunately, I think the other places that got that get thrown in with the gym are, you know, maybe the the boutique fitness studios, the class based places. Like um, we are all class based, so we have no we we don't have people coming in just to use the equipment. Anyone who comes in to our place is is going to a class, much like what you would think of as like a uh, what would happen at a yoga studio or you know, the, the high intensity interval training places, which, you know, uh, I think the biggest issue there is going to be the crowd. You know, those tend to be pretty small, small places, um, that, that their business thrives on having 25 to 30 people in a class. And, um, so you've got to start to consider what kind of gym you're going back to. And I think if you're going back to a gym where there's the ownership and the coaches have lots of control, I think that is going to be a less risky environment than if you go back to a place where there's no particular flow, uh, people are sharing equipment, people are, you know, crossing paths a lot. You know, there may be, there's definitely going to be some social distancing protocols in place. Uh, However, you know, you got to think in your place, are people going to be passing in front of you? Are you going to be sharing equipment? Do you do you put your equipment away and then pick up something new um, when you're done with it? Is there anybody out on the floor sanitizing? That kind of stuff. So think about that. And, and when you're considering what's best for you, uh, and again, this is going to be a very, very individual decision. And there's going to be a lot of places, there's going to be a lot of people who don't want to go back to the gym or who aren't ready to go back right away, which is understandable. Um, so it's all about kind of measuring risks and knowing what the risk is in your area. Are you in a very populous area where you know, you're, the gym is likely to be crowded or are you in an area where uh, the cases have really dropped a lot and the, you know that there's going to be a controlled number of people at the gym? Uh, 
you know, those are things that you're going to want to consider as you're thinking about heading back into the gym. And the question is why, why risk it? You know, why, why risk it in the first place? Why do we need a gym? I'll be the first one to say I'm a gym owner and I'll be the first one to say, I don't think that you need a gym all the time. And like I said, in the beginning, this has, people have gotten back to hiking. They've gotten back to running. Um, we've done a lot of really fun things with our at home circuits, our live circuits, uh, through zoom calls. And so people have kind of proven over the last three months that maybe you can make do without a gym for a little while. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of people who are extending that and, and maybe not taking the risk, but I would say, you know, there is kind of a, a tipping point where the risk becomes worthwhile. And, and we are in our particular area, you know, we're in the, the Detroit Metro area, but in our county, uh, it's, it's been very low as far as numbers, uh, the whole time through Detroit was hit hard. And in our county here in Ann Arbor, we were not hit quite as hard and things have, uh, the cases have dropped dramatically here. Um, so I would pin this as a relatively low risk area, still a risk, but a relatively low risk area compared to other areas of the country that are, you know, like the Chicago's and New York cities and Boston's and Detroit's, um, where things got pretty hot and heavy for quite a while. So all of that into uh, all taking all of that into consideration, um, when is it time to go back and add that strength training back into your, to your regimen? And, you know, we can do a lot with running, um, but any runner will tell you their first strength workout in a while challenges, challenges them in a way that running does not. So strength training is still part of, uh, something that needs to be done well into your later years. Um, it strengthens the tissues, it strengthens your bones, um, so the strength training piece, even though maybe you've been running a lot, maybe you feel fit, we still want to maintain muscle mass and maintain those good, strong muscle joint and bone attachments um, so that we can stay strong, you know, forever, as long as you possibly can. Um, and and a lot of times that's that's lacking in a home program. It's, it's hard to do because it is sort of dependent on whether you have equipment or not. So you know, th- that is a, a, a risk that you need to weigh yourself as you get, uh, make your decision on whether or not to go back into the gym. And, you know, the strength training component for us, I think a lot of people are going to find that the weights that they used to use maybe won't work, but if they've, you know, done other kinds of fitness activities throughout this last three months, I think things will come back quickly. But, um, in the beginning, you're going to notice a, a significant loss of strength, even though your fitness might be pretty high. So, um, that's kind of like, you know, you just have to figure out, is it right for you to go back to the gym? Now, when you're thinking about the place that you're going back to, they're going to have, every gym is going to have some protocols in place. And to me, these are the top five that you should be looking for when you decide, uh, whether it's time to go back. Number one, distance? Is there a controlled distance between you and the person, the next closest person? Uh, Like I said, I think a place with a very regimented traffic flow is going to be one of the safer places that you can go. 
uh, a place where the stations are set up far apart. I would think that most big box gyms are should be removing equipment uh, to make the floor more spacious, to, to put more space in between every piece of equipment. Uh, so I think distance is number one based on the fact that we know that this is a, we medical professionals know uh, that this virus travels, you know, in aerosol. So from the breath or from droplets in the air, uh, that is the way that it's trans, uh, transmitted the most. And gyms being places where people are, you know, working up a heavy breath can potentially be one of the one of the most dangerous places in terms of, you know, more dangerous than a restaurant, maybe. Um, which is why gyms are some of the last places to open, which I, I fully understand. Um, but now we're in a point where we're taking precautions and kind of managing that risk. So distance is going to be number one. Six feet is sort of the recommended distance. To me, that's still, still too close. Uh, you know, in our business, we're going to have at the very at the very least 12 feet. We have our, our areas marked off. Um, and that's if people are standing like at the same, you know, if they're standing kind of shoulders lined up. Um, but if people take a couple step backwards, that space could be anywhere between 12 feet and 30 feet in between our members. So, um, distance is number one, staying away from kind of the breath space or breath area, uh, around the person working out next to you. Um, number two would be limiting the areas of the gym that you use and also limiting the equipment that you use. And this is going to be, uh, you know, something where I think the big box gyms are going to struggle with this a little bit. Uh, I think some of the fitness studios, uh, like the, the boot camp style places are going to struggle with a little bit just because there are usually higher numbers of people. And there's usually, you know, if you go to the gym for a workout, you may use 10 or 15 different pieces of equipment. And that means that that's 10 or 15 pieces that you've touched that potentially other people have uh, that may not have been sanitized yet in between. And so thinking of workouts where you can limit the equipment that you use. So maybe um, there's plenty of ways to get an awesome workout by going and grabbing one dumbbell or one kettlebell or one weight and going through a series of movements with that one particular piece of equipment. So really limiting the amount of equipment that you're that you're touching, that you're exposing yourself to, that you're uh, touching and putting back, because that just increases the the likelihood that either you're touching something that hasn't been disinfected, or you'll forget about disinfecting that piece of equipment when you're done with it. And so sometimes that's where having the help of a coach or, or attending a class of some sort can help out, because you know it's it's pretty regimented. Um, now we do know that that touch, you know the the COVID does not transmit as well through touch as it does through, through breath and the droplets. Um, I saw a couple of articles that, that talked about how it's, I think the the word that they used was unlikely that you would get it by touching an infected surface. But, uh, you know, obviously unlikely is that that's not like a, a green light to just go around touching everything. We still want to 
make sure we're washing hands, still make sure we're sanitizing. And we as a business, um, and I think every other gym, every other responsible gym is going to be sanitizing the equipment as well. But if you can limit the, the amount of equipment that you're touching, that's less to less exposure, less to sanitize, and um, you still get a great workout out of it. So that's number two, just limiting the, the space that you're using and the equipment that you're sharing. Number three is, this is like really a personal preference, a personal decision. And um, so wearing a mask while working out will help protect the people around you. It will help, you know, keep your droplets closer to you, keep you from projecting them, particularly if you're uh, really working your breath up and getting out of breath. Uh, the issue arises with with wearing a mask. The issue is really, does it bring up any other negative issues? You know, are we going to uh, cause some, there's going to be some, probably some mild forms of hyper, hyperventilation. If you're breathing hard and you're rebreathing the same air, um, you know, you could be putting yourself at risk that way. We could set off some other uh, bodily alarms. Um, you know, some people, you know, they've talked about the potential for, you know, heart condition. People with heart conditions may have an issue with that. Um, people with anxiety issues may may stir up some anxiety issues, panic attacks, that kind of stuff. So that one is really a, a personal preference that we've left it at as a preference of our members. Our coaches are, are wearing masks, but we do have proper distance. Uh, we feel like the, for us uh, in a 4,000 square foot area, we're only putting four people. So everybody has 10,000 square feet, uh, sorry, a thousand square feet to, to work with. And we feel like we're mitigating risk as much as possible there and can give people the option to work out without a mask. So, um, you know, wearing a mask while working out can cause more issues than it solves. Um, so that's really going to be a personal decision. But the the default, I think, should be wear a mask. And if you're able or if there's a reason that you should not wear a mask, then take the mask off. Um, so that's going to really help you keep others safe and keep yourself safe as well. Number, f- number four, um, already kind of touched on it with with using less equipment, um, you know, we talked about it in number two, using limiting the space and the equipment that you're sharing. So that would mean that when you go to the gym, have a workout in mind that, that you can do that uses less equipment that helps you touch fewer things. Uh, it's less to sanitize and it's less exposure to yourself and to others. Number five, uh, wipe it down. So Every gym is going to have more sanitizing stations available. They'll have higher power uh, sanitizing agents. Um, a lot of places are using, you know, commercial grade cleaners and foggers and that kind of stuff to to sanitize the place. Um, you know, we're everybody's they're suggesting you know seventy percent alcohol. Um, you know, if you're using a, a hand sanitizer or something like that. So, you know, we have our our cleaning products. After everybody's done, they'll just leave their equipment out. So the coach, in our case, everybody will leave their equipment out. Coach will sanitize it and put it back. And so our programming has changed to the point where we're really, they're still personalized programs for us, but we are uh, taking steps to make sure that instead of using a piece of equipment and putting it back, you use a piece of equipment and leave it at your personal station, uh, your personal workout area. And then we come by and we pick up everything at the end. So 
um, just wiping things down, keeping things sanitized, um, sanitizing your hands or washing your hands better yet, washing your hands when you walk into the gym, washing your hands or sanitizing when you leave the gym, and just trying to limit that crossover with others throughout the workout. So um, those are the five steps. So, so number one, keeping your distance. Number two, limiting uh, the space that you're using crossing, like I'm talking about crossing over with other people. So if you can kind of stake out an area for yourself and keep that space, uh, that's one way to limit risk and crossover and, and equipment sharing with people. Number three, wear a mask. Maybe if you can, uh, that would be kind of the, the best default decision. And if that brings up more issues than it solves, then it's probably not right for you. Number four, use less equipment during your workout. So, um, find a, find a piece of equipment or two or three that helps you get the job done and just use that. And finally, number five, wipe it down and keep yourself, uh, keep yourself safe, help keep others safe. And you should have a safe trip to the gym. Again, this is a very, very personal decision. We, we've found that some of our people were excited to come back. Some of our people would prefer, are preferring to stay uh, on our remote programming, which is working out really well. Like some people find like they, that, that they're getting more out of their membership now because they can work out at home. So it's not to say that everybody needs to return to the gym, but from what we hear, a lot of people are sort of chomping at the bit to get back into gyms, to get back into uh, their fitness routines and, you know, just feel better in general about their bodies. Um, and so it is a personal decision. You do have a lot of things to weigh and ultimately it's going to depend on what kind of gym you're going to, what area of the country you're in, uh, how high is the risk in your area. Um, so I, I think that it's important to know that, that big box gyms and health clubs and that kind of thing are very, very different and pose different risks than, small studios, uh, like a yoga studio or like a, uh, maybe a Pilates studio or, you know, something where the classes are controlled, the classes are coached, the programs are controlled. Um, everything from the moment you set foot in the door is controlled. Whereas in a health club or a big box gym, it's like there are standards in place. Um, but once you get in the door, it's, it's sure it's limited numbers of people, but then you have kind of people roaming around and, um, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And so I, I'd feel like it's, it's unfair to lump uh, the fitness studios in with uh, big box gyms. And you can probably guess that we are more along the fitness studio lines, but, um, those are your five tips to, to stay as safe as possible. Getting back into the gym. I, I'm in, uh, I don't at all believe that it is a risk-free environment, but I think most places are taking all the steps possible to mitigate the risk as much as possible. And if you have a lot of precautions in a low risk area, I think that the risk is very low, um, getting back to the gym. So taking all those things into mind, uh, find a way to get strength training back into your, into your routine. Uh, especially if fitness has if fitness and particularly strength have been on the shelf for you for the last three months or so, uh, through all of this. So, if you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any concerns or comments, uh, feel free to email me, brian at advantagestrength.com. And again, we are going to be opening on the 25th uh, through the Judge 
the judge's order. I think uh, if the governor had her way with it, it would have been pushed back to July July 6th, I think. So we're going to be opening on June 25th with the uh, judge-ordered opening. And so if you are interested and you want to know about what we're doing to keep our members healthy, to keep our members safe, and to bring fitness and strength back into their lives, feel free to reach out. Again, it's Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at AdvantageStrength.com. Love to hear from you. So until next time, be sure to follow the Fit Life Formula. That's three days a week of something you love to do, two days a week of strength training, and one workout that just sucks. We'll talk to you next time.